Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. Thank you for tuning in once more here at the end of your week for a little treat we like to call FNP. It's Friday night podcast time for all my people on the go looking for a little drafting fun to put a cherry on top of your week. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, Denizen of the Unlucky Lounge, and joining me as always is the 2-2 that's always there for you on turn two, this time with extra ETB trigger abilities. His name is Borok. Borok Kaladesh is out, and we're doing it, man. I said ETB effects because that's what Kaladesh is all about. Be it generating energy, getting extra servos, or maybe even drawing cards, whatever it is, this set is filled to the brim with value, with engines, and a lot of great mechanics. And we're going to explore some of that here today as the cards let us. But before we get to that, a few bits of housekeeping and upkeeping. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, bleav.com, or wherever you download your audio goodness to, hey, keep those midday blues away. Also, this show is here for all of you, my lucky lounge rats. We want you to get into the conversation, get into the community building. Find us on socials, on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey, on Instagram, Corey Demon Enriquez. You can also find us on YouTube. We're coming up with new ideas to try and expand our offerings here on Draft and Draft. So find us at Draft and Draft Corey on YouTube. And this show will always be free, but if you get a little bit of satisfaction from it, maybe think about visiting our Patreon, patreon.com backslash draft and draft, and help us keep the lights on here in the Unlucky Lounge. And in fact, we've got a number of connections from all of our listeners to this episode today. Yeah, that's right, Borok. So before we get into our draft, I figure we take a second to honor those amazing people who join us in the Unlucky Lounge every week. First off, uh, we like to shout out new patrons. So a big welcome to William Macrae. Don't know how to say it properly, but William, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for joining us here in the Unlucky Lounge. Here's to you, my friend. You're right, Borak. That is a pretty cool last name. Also, we actually ended up playing a friend of the show, someone who follows us on Twitter, who comments regularly. Eric Lake and I actually ended up playing. I don't know if he recognized that it was actually me. I'm under the username of Dude Enriquez on Arena. By the way, if you ever uh, have a chance to, feel free to find me on Arena, the username Dude Enriquez, with the last numbers. Let me pull that up here. <laughs> Yeah, Borak, I understand, like, the number system, but it's really hard for me sometimes to just remember. Uh, it's Dude Enriquez 24377. So, if any listeners out there want to find me on Arena, challenge me to a game, I'm happy to oblige. But Eric Lake and I actually ended up playing at one point. He got me good, I kept a questionable hand of a couple solid curve plays and none of my second color, but his deck was very good, and it was really cool to see him on Arena. <laughs> I suppose you're right, Barack. It is a small world, but why you gotta haunt me with that song from the Disney parks, man? PTSD, friends. When you ever end up in Disney World, if it starts raining, don't take shelter 
in the It's a Small World attraction, it will inevitably end up breaking down and you get stuck in that little gondola for 20 minutes with those robotic animatronics staring you down. Your soul begins to crumble. It may be wet outside, but it's not worth being stuck in It's a Small World. Life lessons from me to you. Well, friends, that's enough of the housekeeping. The Sorcerer's Broom is put back into the Conjurer's Closet. It's time for us to get our weekly draft on, but it's time first to celebrate all of you, the greatness that you are. Take a second, reflect, know the great things that you have done, which you have. You've done so many amazing things this week and beyond. Grab a snack, grab a drink. It's time to cheers to you in our untapped step. You know what, Borak? You're absolutely right. It's time to stop stalling. Friends, look alive. It is Kaladesh draft time. Going into pick one, pack one. The rare is Fateful Showdown. Not very good. It's the one that deals damage equal to the number of cards in your hand. Then you discard the cards, draw that many cards. Not particularly good. Looking at the commons, they're okay. Nothing really to write home to. The best thing being maybe a hunt for the week, but our, our choices are between two gold uncommons. One being Spire Patrol. It's two white-blue for a 3-2 that freezes something, and the other is Restoration Gearsmith. Two white-black for a 3-3. ETBs return an artifact or creature card from your hand. Great card. Uh, gear Digger, as I like to call it. Like Grave Digger, but Gears. See what I did there? <laughs> I'm so clever. But in all honesty, Restoration Gearsmith does a lot more work than you think that it might. Being a 3-3 for 4, decent body, getting back an artifact or creature does some great utility things, you'd be surprised. And I have a lot of fond memories in old Kaladesh drafting of this card, we'll talk about some hopefully down the line, but this card is going to do some work. Let's go to pick 2, pack 1, there's still all the uncommons in the pack, refurbished, replacement level, not very good, servo expedition, make 2-1-1 servo, but then we see this big green thumb in the pack being cloud blazer, not green, it's actually 3 white blue, for a 2-2 flyer, ETBs, you gain 2 life and draw 2 cards. This card is nuts. Uh, besides that, there's a die young, I've been okay on die young, but honestly, in black, there's just not a lot of good energy payoffs. and. You know, if you get like live fast in there and maybe a few other cards, it's fine. But really energy, you're looking in the teamer colors, uh, field by green. We're going to take the Cloud Blazer, uh, just being not 100% married to Restoration Gearsmith yet. And even if we end up picking, say, a Renegade map or a Prophetic Prism or two, we could maybe end up building something that has a little bit of splash of uh, black or blue, maybe centering into white. Uh, white does want to be aggressive and does want to go wide. So the way that I'm building it right now, I want to either lean towards blue engines or black engines. This being things like the modules or uh, underhanded designs, era of innovation, those kinds of things. Pick three, pack one, no removal in this pack. Sad to see that, really could use a nice piece to start to shore up this Esper Trinity we got going on. But this kind of boils down to one of two common cards. Gear Seeker Serpent, which is the 5-6 that can become unblockable, uh, but also costs one less, being seven for each artifact you control. Or Night Market Lookout has some really good play with vehicles, and I haven't really built into that deck yet, but I think for now, with the Cloud Blazer, I'm going to take the Gear Seeker Serpent. Really can win some games quickly, somewhat happily. Uh, pick four, pack one. Uh, the rare is still there. Aether Flux Reservoir. <laughs> Don't want that. We have the Fen Hauler. It's a 5-5 for 6 and a black with Improvise. 
and it's a 5-5 that can't be blocked by artifact creatures. It, it's cool. I, I kind of want to maybe lead towards white plus something, since I have an overlap with the Gearsmith and the Cloudblazer. I definitely want to end up playing one of those two cards. Unfortunately, there's nothing else really that kind of... Um, there's a, a two-drop three-one in Audacious Infiltrator. I'm um, okay in it. Uh, you know what? I'll take the Fen Hauler for now. I'm a little cautious about the pick. It's not really a black massive payoff and shouldn't be a signal to me, so I'll take it knowing that I might shift out of black still. Ooh, we do see a Renegade map in this pack. It's the Traveler's Amulet for Kaladesh. It's one colorless mana, enters tapped, you sack it, search your library for a basic land. Nice. There's also a Daring Demolition, which is quite the card. Uh, I do like the Ubiquitous Removal. There's also Implement of Malice. I think, ideally, I really want to have the opportunity to play both of these gold color cards. And color fixing is a bit at a premium in this set. A lot of people are splashing three colors for some big payoffs because the uncommon cards are all really worth splashing in other archetypes. So we'll take the Renegade map and move from there. The other consideration of the removal spell is nice, but the double black is a cost. And like I said in the last pick, I'm not 100% sold into being black. With the Renegade map here, it helps me potentially still play that Restoration Gearsmith if I end up, say, in blue-white. If I end up being black, I will have wanted to take that removal spell, but there's no saying at this point whether or not that is a color I actually get to end up cementing into. Pick six, pack one, we see a Servo Schematic. Uh, it is uh, artifact cost two, enters the battlefield, you put uh, a 1-1 one -one Servo, and when it leaves the battlefield, you also get a 1-1 one -one Servo. I kind of like it. There's a couple black sacrifice things, particularly the the 2-2 two, two for 3 that you can sack a creature artifact and you put a counter on it. I think this servo schematic could do some work and we are, I mean, I guess red-black is more of the sacrifice thing. Um, besides that, there's a propeller pioneer. You know what? I'm going to take the servo schematic. If we're in a world where we're going to play this gear seeker serpent, we want to have things that generate more than one artifact. It really helps power things out. And that also includes the fen hauler. Uh, pick 7, pack 1. Implement of Malice is here. Now, Implement of Malice is a very interesting card. It has this draw discard effect, can work well with some other, like, sacrifice things if we end up picking them up. So I think I'm going to take that. Uh, besides that, there's another Night Market Lookout, which really is good if we can pick up a few vehicles. Hmm... You know, right now, I see us as more of a black deck, maybe splashing some white things. I'll take the Night Market Lookout. This card is particularly potent, and we see another one. Okay, so Night Market Lookout is a tricky card. It really is. If we can find some vehicles, which is not hard to find, this might be a win con in itself. Now that I have Night Market Lookout 1 and 2, I want to prioritize card draw. Maybe that means that we start to go a little bit more to the blue route, splash white for the Cloud Blazer and the Restoration Gearsmith, and try to go from there. I am going to take the second one, though. It is a game plan, and this card, with a vehicle or two, can be some real gas. Pick 9, we're going to take a Metallic Rebuke. We're kind of leaning towards blue. It's a nice counter spell with Improvise. It works very well on Curve, and having Night Market Lookouts does kind of pay off an early game plan. Uh, pick 10, we'll take an Implement of Examination. It's the blue one. It draws cards. Not the best card draw, but we'll take it for now. Alright, and there's the third Night Market Lookout. We did table the other one. We've got ourselves a plan. We need to pick up vehicles, whatever we can, 
Uh, we can overpay for crew costs, and this can be a, a really good direct damage way. Life gain is nice, too. Like, it's definitely not irrelevant in this set. Uh, so, we're going to take that, and we're now going to start scrounging for any kind of vehicles that we possibly can in this pack. Oh, also, look at this. There's a late built to smash. Friends, if you draft a red aggressive deck, take your built to smashes. This is a card that pays you off for being in the red aggressive builds. Trying to end that game early, it definitely is a fair strategy and is something that can catch a lot of decks with a few too many engines with their pants down and you just swarm them really early. It actually feels quite good. So built to smash when you can, but all right, triple night market lookouts. Let's find some vehicles and pack two. Pick one pack two uh the rare is dark intimidations not really a card you ever want to play it's too situational of a removal spell it's got too much text to read just look it up we're not gonna take it though what we will end up taking is this fairgrounds warden uh this is a one three for two and a white it's got the fiend warden thing you exile a creature until it leaves the battlefield one thing we are missing is removal spells we have the restoration gear smith we're still kind of flirting, flirting around with a few different potential builds but i think this fairground warden is a solid choice regardless uh pick two we now see another bit of white removal in revoke privileges there's a make obsolete which is a nice card another thing i, I want to just point out not that we're going to take it is pima aether seer it's just the dynamic of this card both producing energy and being a great payoff cards that do both of those things are really important in kaladesh remastered limited and pima aether seer is a great example of one of those cards you get a bunch of energy and then you can use energy to have target creature block this turn if able it's not uncommon for you to say stack multiple of those triggers to take care of problematic things or maybe put it on a death touching creature like say a, a narnum cobra we're going to just take this revoke privileges and now we really want to move towards this black white build and we're going to aggressively take things like the 2-2 two, two for 3 sacrifice if we can find it uh, and also we want to look for those vehicles to go with the triple night market lookout if we can find them really hoping to find it well we found a mobile garrison here okay the cards fine it's not my favorite of the vehicles in fact it's it's kind of meh but i have seen it be somewhat efficient and the fact that we have triple night market lookout is appealing to me so let's go ahead and take it uh the fen huller is looking better and better as this draft is going on and ooh, speaking of vehicles we found a good vehicle to go with the triple night market lookout it's ballista charger that is going to be a nice pickup, Warrock, and it, it really does some good work. It's a 6-6, six, six, crew 3, 5 colorless. When it attacks, you deal 1 damage to any target. It picks off errant death-touching things in combination with a few different items, along with destroying servos, clearing up a board. It's nice. I like it. We do want to maybe start to think about getting some other large creatures and things to crew with. Uh, like, for example, this Countless Gears Renegade that we're going to pick up. Uh, pick five, pack two. We're starting to accrue some things that kind of resemble what looks like Revolt. If we could find a hidden stockpile, that would be really nice. There's another Fen Hauler in this deck. If we could table that, I could see potentially playing two Fen Haulers. It's not outside the realm of possibilities, having a servo schematic. If we can pick up a Cog Worker's Puzzle Knot, I would love that too. Going into pick six of pack two, we see, ooh, an Aether Hub is in this pack. Wow, that's kind of late. Color fixing, like I said, is at a premium with all the uncommon cards being really highly sought after between things like Restoration Gearsmith, Cloud Blazer, 
Whirler Virtuoso. An Aether Hub ends up being a pretty nice pickup in almost any deck trying to get one of those uncommon payoffs to kind of flow in one's deck build. So we're going to take this Aether Hub, pick seven, pack two. We're going to take this Eager Construct out of a pretty underwhelming pack filled with blue and red cards. I don't mind playing an Eager Construct or two. It is a 2-2 body. It does let both people scribe, but, you know, it does work nicely with uh, both crewing and with, well, you know, a couple different artifact payoffs that could be happening with our deck-ish, kind of. So we'll take it. Fortuitous Find is in this uh, pack here. We'll take that. Nice, solid, like, card advantage. And if we're going to be playing all these Night Market Lookouts, which maybe we'll end up only playing two with the way this is going right now, we might play all three. Just be able to, you know, kind of jam our vehicles into our opponent's board and then bring back a night market lookout plus the vehicle nice pickup nice uh pick nine we're going to garbage time here wow still a servant of the conduit no green x splashing for anyone on the table and whoa make obsolete is still in the pack i remember og kaladesh make obsolete was actually sneakily very good instant speed two and a black creatures your opponent's control get minus one minus one with our night market lookouts we can maybe put together some trades i guess but it, it, it's nice uh mine rot we take out of pick 11 garbage time going into pack three we want to find some more removal i want to start to shore up some of our color things we've got a renegade map and an aether hub it helps out nicely with the splash uh maybe just try and just congeal with a, a cog workers puzzle knot or two so just a few little things would really be nice to make this deck come through uh pick one pack three we do have an oval chase dragster six one trample haste for four crew one that's the important part that is really, really nice. Uh, there's a Live Fast in this pack. I, I like it, but I'd, I'd rather have it a little bit later. The rare is PNLR, red card, not what we want. There is a Spire Patrol, the 3-2 Flyer for two blue-white. Good card, don't get me wrong. I don't know if I want to overexert my splash, and honestly, having this crew one vehicle is super key. It'll die easily, come back with a fortuitous find. So yeah, we're gonna take this. That's a good win con. Whoa, talk about a rare payoff, Scrap Heap Scrounger. 3-2 for two colorless, can't block, but one to black, you exile another creature card from your graveyard and you turn it to the battlefield. This is nice, it works well with our vehicles. Going like that into a Ballista Charger feels real good. There is the Defiant Salvager. This is the 2-2 that you sack a creature artifact to put a counter on it. I do like this card, I, I hope we table it. I doubt we will, but we can't pass up on this recurring artifact. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's a pretty nice pickup too, Borok. It's Aviary Mechanic, one and a white, two, two. You can return a permanent you control to its owner's hand. I remember I couldn't come up with this card's name. Ooh, by the way, I did a set breakdown of Kaladesh Remastered with a former guest of the show, Arjuna, uh, and we went through all the different mechanics, the build-arounds, great episode. I'll put a link in the description of this video uh, for you to take a listen to it. It's some really good stuff, but we'll take this aviary mechanic. It is really, really something to behold. Nice with the servo schematic, nice with Countless Gears Renegade. Uh, happy to take that. Going into pick four, pack three. Whoa! Weapon Craft Enthusiast is in the pack alongside Cogworkers Puzzle Knot. Oh, that's so good. Uh, I just can't not take Weapon Craft Enthusiast. Zero one for two and a black, Fabricate two. This card's amazing. We don't have any Glint Sleeve Artisans, which I would have loved to find at some point here in this draft, but that is a premier card. I understand why I don't have it. Uh, there's also a Cogworkers Puzzle Knot, which we're just not gonna get. That's not gonna table around. That tables Borok out of pick four, pack three. 
I will take my shirt off. No, I won't. Nobody wants to see that. I just said stuff. I was too hyped. But speaking of a card we haven't seen yet, Glint Sleeve Artisan is in pick five, pack three. That's nice. There's another Fen Hauler, but we already have, you know, three vehicles. I'd rather just have this card that produces three power. Nice with the vehicles. Good to tap sideways. You know what? We would take right now at this point. I'd prefer to get an Eagle. Uh, Dawnfeather Eagle. We did see one earlier. Did not mention it. That'd be a nice table round. Uh, here in pick six, pack three, there is another Servo Schematic. I like it, but I'd much rather have a way to sack it. Right now, I just don't have it. I have some ways to bounce it back to my hand, but I'm just going to take another Renegade map here and shore up our splash. Uh, very nice to find. Well, there's another Renegade map. I guess I'll take another one. Probably won't play all three, but we have them. Hey, we have them. Yeah, interesting pick here, Borok. We've got an Implement of Malice. Uh, there's an Alley Strangler. It's a 2-3 Menace for 3. I don't know how I feel about this card. There's also a Herald of the Fair. It's fine, not great. I think I'll just take the Implement of Malice, but I probably won't end up playing it, honestly. Ooh, we did table the live fast. That is nice. Keep a little energy in the pool for Aether Hub. That's good. That is some good stuff. Nice table. We did not table, unfortunately, the the Scrounger. I think that card is just too good to pass up, but there is a Malphus squad. We'll take that. Ooh, a Propeller Pioneer. Flying is one of the things we're weak to, so we're happy to take that. Uh, we're going to round out the rest of this pack with a couple other random things. This black-white splashing for Cloud Blazer deck with triple Night Market Lookout is an interesting build. I, I've never done the multiple Night Market Lookout deck yet, but the fact that we have at least three different vehicles... And all these vehicles do pretty well by tapping sideways and going into the red zone. So between those three night market lookouts and our vehicles that do quite well at attacking, we might actually have a decent enough game plan here. So we're going to take a second to put this 40 together. You go ahead, take a break, and I'll see you in just a few TikToks of the drafting clock. We'll see you in a moment, my unlucky lounge rats. Welcome back, my unlucky lounge rats. We hope you refresh, refueled, and good to see you've returned to talk about this black-white vehicles deck alongside triple night market lookouts. Now, we know that this is a bit of a niche strategy. It's not as simple as, say, generating a bunch of energy and then finding a card to pay off said energy, or maybe a red-white deck that's just looking to smash you in the face, or doing some cool things with artifact and improvised payouts alongside modules. No, we're going black-white vehicles because, well, it's what was passed to us, and this might actually be a somewhat unique play, and also is kind of hard to interact with. Unless our opponent has, say, a Wrath like a Make Obsolete or a Fumigate, we can land one or two Night Market Lookouts and then eventually get some early chip damage in and then crew our vehicles to get some of that nice drain action going on. Between our Fortuitous Find and our Live Fast alongside the Splashed Cloud Blazer, we actually have some solid card draw to also get some more value to go into the late. Now, the final choices, those 20 through 23 cards, were kind of tricky for me to make because just looking at the deck, we don't have that much removal. We have a 
revoke privileges. We have a fair grounds warden, and then we kind of have half of a removal spell in make obsolete alongside ballista charger. So one thing I wanted to try and shore the holes up too were to make sure that I'm not going to bend so much to flying. I could play a consulate skygate, but the problem I have with this card is not the fact that it doesn't attack, but the fact that it only plays one function, and that is helping me push to the late game. With high synergy sets like Kaladesh, you want your cards to be playing dual purposes. For our deck, we want them to help us get chip damage in and push to the late. The Skygate doesn't crew to help us with those vehicles to push through damage, doesn't get through chip damage, and only shores up a defensive hole that we need. So instead of playing that, we decided to take out the Malfit squad and put in a uh, Dukara Peafowl that we picked up late. The fact that we have, you know, the Aether Hub, two Renegade maps, and the Singleton Island in the deck, we're actually doing pretty good on blue. So it's not unreasonable for us to be able to activate this 2-4, uh, let it block some particularly tricky flyers that some matchups are going to be putting against us. And honestly, the value of this card compared to the 3-1 Menace that makes a servo, I think it's a little bit better. And who knows, maybe we'll actually activate it to fly and attack and get them out of nowhere. Brah! <laughs> But this is a great example of a deck that I'm sure you're happy to hear a content creator put together as opposed to shipping it out on your own gem count because this is definitely an oddball of a deck. Yeah, I'm being a little pessimistic, Borok, because this isn't as easy as, say, a bunch of energy alongside a Whirler Virtuoso or red-blue big uncommon payoffs with improvise and metallic rebukes and yada 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 but i think the best way to judge this deck is to play it so let's go ahead click that play button and see how this black white vehicles deck turns out here we go on the play we're going to keep a hand of seven here three planes a renegade map Scrap Heap Scrounger and a Make Obsolete. So we'll run out the map on turn one and we will end up probably getting a black or blue source. Uh, we have a, a turn or two to figure it out because the Scrap Heap Scrounger is going to come down on turn two. And we actually drew the island, so the map is going to very easily get a, a black source, uh, enabling the Make Obsolete and getting our fifth land for Cloud Blazer eventually here. Feeling like a, a pretty solid start here. They opened on Island and Swamp, and now they're playing Aether Theorist. Aether Theorist is a, a pretty great card. I do enjoy playing any number of them in energy-heavy decks. They, they they tend to like do a lot of good work in those types of decks. So uh, we'll activate, get our Swamp. We now have our natural Esper colors on board, and oh, we drew our Ballista Charger. So we're getting a lot of five drops. Uh, we just need a, a... If we could draw some kind of gas next turn, that would be pretty great. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to get in there for three, and they're going to go down to 17. On their turn, they just nicely enabled our Make Obsolete. They played Weapon Craft Enthusiast, and they made two servos. So, I mean, talk about a good answer to a good card. We're going to go ahead and just do that right now. And feel pretty good about the one-for-one -one off of the Fabricate ability from Weapon Craft Enthusiast. I'd maybe wait till my turn to do it, but oh, I just drew a Night Market Lurkout, so I actually would prefer to have, you know, the actual thing to play on my turn. Uh, and considering that we only have one Black Source, if we waited to our turn to do it, well, then we would have just not gotten the opportunity, so uh, we'll, we'll take this Night Market Lookout, play it on turn four. 
should lead to us doing like say a couple ballista charger on turn five probably we'll just run out the cloud blazer truthfully but uh they're gonna get a scry one go to two energy they still have a one three we're still cracking with our three two and the fact that we drew the night market lookout does feel our our scrap heap scrounger quite nicely and the scrounger when it isn't able to attack well anymore can crew the ballista charger really nicely uh, that is a, that's a cool interaction I did not think about. They play Chief of the Foundry on their turn. Nice. 2-3 three for 3. Other artifact creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1. It itself is an artifact creature. Uh, not going to change, I think, too much of what I do here. I'm going to attack with the 3-2. If they want to trade with the Chief of the Foundry, they can. If not, they go down to 11. So we get some nice early 9 points of damage in off of a, a solid 2-drop. Uh, uh, well, yeah, then we're just going to run out the Cloud Blazer. Next turn, all things hold. We'll probably just play the Ballista Charger, and then we can at least start to crew uh, and get the Night Market Lookout starting to uh, chug, chug, chug along. Uh, with the Cloud Blazer, we drew Fen Hauler and Restoration Gearsmith. This Fen Hauler is actually looking quite impressive to me right now. I didn't have a chance to play this card up until now. Ooh, they just played Aether Sphere Harvester. So this is a 3-5 for 3. It gets 2 energy. You pay an energy to give it lifelink, and it has Crew 1. Huh. It's going to stop the attack from our uh, Cloud Blazer. Plus, it does get plus one, plus one from the uh, Chief of the Foundry. And, you know, they're going to gain a lot of life here pretty quickly. But at least we do have a Ballista Charger where we can start to at least keep our plan going forward a little bit. But we can't attack anymore. Uh, I think the Ballista Charger can actually attack in the next turn, depending on what they decide to uh, do with it. We will end the turn. Our battlefield is Scrap Heap Scrounger, Night Market Lookout, Cloud Blazer, plus Ballista Charger, and Six Lands. They've got Chief of the Foundry, Aether Theorist, and their Aether Sphere Harvester. That card is insane. 3-5 Flyer for 3, Crew 1, and then you get Lifelink. Man, that's really, like, I think that might just be a, a, a slam down first pick, not close. Yeah, Borak, there might have been a better line where we're supposed to play the Fen Hauler first. We could have improvised our Scrap Heap Scrounger. But I think it's actually good to hit the Ballista Charger down. Because now, this does like, de-incentivize them from attacking with their 3-5 Flyer. They could attack with it still, and then they're going to gain 4 life. But at least with the Ballista Charger, we do get to crack back for, I think, enough damage to counteract the lifelink they're going to get off the Harvester. No, they just play Bastion Mastodon. Hmm. That's a big ol' creature. It's going to be a 5-6 now. Well, this is going to be part of our problem with our deck is we just don't have the ability to close out a game without the hard removal. Uh, we could draw the Revoke Privileges. That would be nice. We could draw the... Uh, tapping some creatures here. We could draw the Fairgrounds Warden, which would help out, but we also get to do the Spend Hauler in our next turn. So that's, that's at least something, and we are starting to get our Night Market Lookouts going. Uh, yeah, we'll go to we'll go to my turn and see. We draw we draw a second night market lookout. Okay, kind of exciting. Um, we have six lands, so we can run out the fend hauler plus the night market lookout because we can tap both of our artifacts and then we can continue to crew it. And we do get to start draining them, and they can't block with most of their creatures with the fend hauler. This feels like the right choice. So we're gonna start on night market lookout. Uh, and then with the Scrounger and the Ballista Charger, we're going to be able to run the Fen Hauler out. Nice. All right. Cool. This is exciting. Even if they destroy one of our things, 
Restoration Gearsmith in our hand gets to bring it back. Plus, we still have Countless Gears Renegade as a follow-up. Only thing they can block with with the Fend Haulers is Aether Theorist, because they've gone Chief of the Foundry, Bastion Mastodon, Aether Sphere Harvester uh, in their curve. The only thing is that that Harvester, I mean, it, it it's going to gain them, like, probably a significant amount of life. Ooh, they had they had the Metallic Rebuke. Okay, that's, that's unfortunate, but we do have Restoration Gearsmith to bring it back, and I think that is going to be a a pretty big threat to their game plan here. They're going to be able to gain four. Touche. But you know what? This We're at 23. We get to go up 25. We're not in too much threat of of unfortunateness. Yeah, so... Alright. Things could be worse. Things could be worse. They have one card left in hand. Got some big old creatures on their board. They've got their scrying going. I think we're pretty close to parity here. They're starting to stabilize, but we do have a lot of gas in our hand. Games in Kaladesh Limited, they really... They go long. They go long. And at least, unless they find their own make obsolete, or maybe like runner, runner, removal spell for our two Night Market Lookouts, we've got a decent way to go longer in this game. Their turn, they play Oval Chase Dragster. 6-1 Trample Haste. It is a 7-2 with the Chief of the Foundry. But I'm not too concerned about that card because I can just block with our Cloud Blazer. And sure enough, they're gonna crew their Aether Sphere Harvester. Probably gonna get in for four damage here. Thank goodness it doesn't have. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness it does not have Vigilance, and they can't give White Vigilance for their Bastion Mastodon. Otherwise, they'd probably just be swinging for nine here, which is kind of painful. But yeah, they attack for four. We are gonna take it. No blocks. They hold back their Oval Chase Dragster, which is probably right, because if they attack, they might get out of position in the damage race, and we don't mind blocking the Cloud Blazer and bringing it back any number of ways. Oh, this is cute. Even though our Ballista Charger is still tapped, we can still crew it and get the extra two points of drain. Oh, man, we really used our resources right in this last sequence. And they only have one energy left for their Aether Sphere Harvester. So unless they can top duck a card, because they have no cards in hand at the moment, we get to keep going. Oh, we just drew the Fairgrounds Warden! Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So, we actually get to Fairgrounds Warden, the Bastion Mastodon. I think that's the right choice here. Or it could be the Chief of the Foundry, and then we get to swing with the Ballista Charger. Hmm. Interesting choices are interesting, all my unlucky lounge rats. This is, this is definitely the moment that tries men's souls as... Shakespeare once said. I think we're gonna we're definitely gonna play the Fairgrounds Warden. And I think we're going to get rid of the Chief of the Foundry. It seems a little bit counterintuitive like compared to the 5-6, but our swing this turn is actually quite good. Because if they crew the, the Oval Chase Dragster, that deals one damage to the Dragster, and we just get to kill it off of the crewing. So I I think this is great. I think this is pretty wonderful. So yeah, we'll, we'll crew the dragster. Night market lookouts. Actually, we're not going to do the lookouts. We're just going to do the, the scrounger here. We can still crew the the lookout later on if need be. But right now, we get to get in for some damage. Next to combat. Boom. Mm. This is sweet. This deck is doing exactly what it wants to do. Ah, so nice. So nice when a good plan comes together. Am I right, Borok? <laughs> Yeah, and Ballista Charger is going to just straight up deal 7 to them. We're going to swing with the Cloud Blazer as well. They certainly can 
you know, attack for a little bit more on their turn, but they really have no good attacks here. They're probably going to crew Oval Chase Dragster, yeah, now and, and block, which is which is completely fair. We do get the 6-1 off the board. We still have Gearsmith, and we get to now follow up with Countless Gears Renegade. And the next turn, we get to Restoration Gearsmith, bring back uh, the Ballista Charger, and just keep doing it uh, over turns. Maybe it's a little bit... Maybe a, a little, little hasty to throw away the Ballista Charger. It's going to take a few more turns before we bring it back with the Restoration Gearsmith. But I, I don't really feel like I'm in that much trouble of getting overrun this game. They're at 9. We have two Night Market Lookouts. They drew Prophetic Prism. Okay, so they get to draw a card. They get to filter. They now have Vigilance on the Bastion Mastodon, which is not irrelevant. Not at all. They start to get to put us on the clock here. But we also have a lot of things on our board. Malfunction on the Cloud Blazer. So it keeps our 2-2 Flyer tapped. I guess there really isn't any other better creature on our board. Now the question is, are they going to do anything with their board this turn? And my guess is they probably just crew the the yeah, the Aether Sphere Harvester, give Vigilance to the Macedon probably as well. I don't know, they're not gonna give Vigilance to the Macedon. Alright, so they get in for three lifelink damage. We're at 18, they're at 12. We can't swing through with what we have going on, but we do have this Restoration Gearsmith, which is going to do some work. Now the question is, do I just attack with everything here and just get some damage through? I think the answer probably is yes. Like The worst thing that happens is I lose my Scrap Peep Scrounger or one of my Night Market Lookouts, but I still get through quite a bit of damage. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. Like Right now we are in a damage racing game here. And attack with everything but the Fairgrounds Warden. That includes a 2 2, 3 1 1s, 2 of which being Night Market Lookout, and a Scrap Heap Scrounger. It's not an insignificant amount of damage, and we get to continue our game plan here forward. The question is what is that block on the Bastion Mastodon going to look like? They block the Scrap Heap Scrounger. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. We're going to probably then bring it back this turn by exiling the Fen Hauler and then bringing back the Ballista Charger. Granted, the Fen Hauler is is good. I think we're actually just better off getting the Ballista Charger back anyway to keep enabling our Night Market Lookout plan. They're at five. And with that, they actually scoop the Restoration Gearsmith with the Night Market Lookouts alongside our vehicle. It's going to be the way we get the W this week on Friday Night Podcast. You know, I gotta say, I love it when these oddball decks that kind of go against the grain of the particularly prescribed decks that are clearly indicated by the way the cards are designed, when a deck like this comes together, triple night market lookouts plus some vehicles and a restoration gearsmith, sign me up. We're going to try and speed our way to seven victories with this build and earn another trophy. And if you want to know how this deck performs, find us on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey. We will post deck results on there. Also find us on Instagram, Corey Damone Enriquez. On YouTube as well, that is Draft and Draft Corey. And if you have that opportunity to support the content you love, find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Draft 
and draft. We're going to post in the description the link to where you can find that alongside our recent work with Arjuna from Arena Craft Podcast. Him and I broke down all the different color combinations and deck archetypes that we can typically find in Kaladesh. So take a listen to that and enjoy some deep dive into Kaladesh Remastered. But I found the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of another episode. My name is Corey, joined alongside Borok, and this has been Draft and Draft Friday Night Podcast. Now go out there and make some magical Kaladesh memories of your own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.